Hi everyone, welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. And guys, right off the bat, we have an announcement. We have a brand new, stunning, beautiful website for you. You can still find us at theyhadfun.com. However, my wonderful friend has taken it upon herself to completely overhaul the website. We're talking more information, better graphics, basically all the content just looking so much more I don't know, fun, grown up, mature, something. She did an incredible job. Her name is Kelsey Higgins Robinson. If you need to build a website from scratch, if you need to do user experience testing, if you need to do all of these technical feats that I personally don't understand, but she does and will do an excellent job, please hire her. She is wonderful. She has such great experience and you can go specifically to theyhadfun.com and see her work while you're there. Why not find out a little bit more about our curated days? They are so fun. I can promise you that, you know, if you have a date coming up, if you're just like sitting at home and are like, why have I never gone to flushing and tried all the delicious food. I can put it all together for you. I can do all the planning. I can do all the research. As you know, if you tune in every week, I am ridiculously obsessed with New York. I put in all of the time and research to find out about these places for you. And I actually go and I test them out and whatever you like, I can make it happen. Go check out theyhadfun.com. Go get a curated day for yourself or a gift. Why not? Someone just suggested that to me the other week and I was like, oh, that is a great idea. People should be gifting these to people. So thank you so much to Kelsey for all of her incredible Incredible work on the new website. Go check it out. Okay, on to our Rachel's Rex for this week. First one is from you guys from Instagram. Second one is from me. So first up was a request of somewhere to get a spritz now that it is beautiful outside. And you'll note here, I'm not talking about the weather, okay? You, you guys asked about the weather, but it is gorgeous outside. And while I would love to recommend Bar Pisolino to you in the West Village, unfortunately, it is always slammed. And the only time I've ever really been able to get in is like around three o'clock and most people are still working. So I have, of course, the perfect backup for you. And that is Barano in Williamsburg. Okay. They have a wonderful outdoor setup right on Broadway with a lovely view of the Williamsburg bridge. You've got the sun coming in. They've got all the little, you know, Aperol shenanigan umbrellas to make you feel like perhaps you're vacationing somewhere in Italy and they have all sorts of spritzes. You will have a great time. You will be actually able to get a seat there. And it's just as beautiful. I mean, if you can get into Bar Pisolino, go have a great time. Nothing against them. I enjoy going there. But Barano is just as lovely, a great backup, and you will get a seat. So that is number one. Number two is mine. And of course, what do you think it's going to be? It is the car-free Earth Day in New York City this Saturday. Is it as monumental as Summer Streets? No. Is it just as great? Yes. There are like 30 different stops all throughout the boroughs that are just for the people. There's 11 that are kind of like extended. One of them that I will personally be visiting is the stretch on Broadway in Manhattan from 17th all the way up to 42nd Street. I think it is you can ride your bike. Actually, you can get a free city bike. Just use the code in the app CARFREE23. You can walk. You can hang out with your friends. This is just another time of year where New Yorkers are so lucky to be able to have the streets for ourselves. I genuinely enjoy it. It is something you should be going and experiencing, and the weather is going to be lovely. So get out there this Saturday. Go walk around. Go ride a bike. Go get a city bike for free. Whatever it is, go ahead and go have some fun this weekend, of course. Okay, let's get into 
my guest today. Wow, this is a good one. I think you guys are going to love her as much as I do. And listen, you know, not everyone wants to talk about their professional careers on this show and God bless them. Some people just want to keep that separate from all the fun they had. And of course, I always support that. So we are going to introduce her as a born and raised New Yorker. Fuck yes. Also an East New York lifer. She's not going anywhere. Please welcome to the show a newly great friend of mine, Chastity. Hi guys, nice to meet you. <laughs> we're, we're meeting each other in a way yeah. through the podcast, which actually speaking of nice to meet you is perfect because how I met you, I think warrants us talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like many a theme on they had fun in the way that I like to run things. I was at a bar yep. and I met you at the bar and I was so intrigued, enamored, <laughs> obsessed with you. You had such an energy, a brightness, um, found out you were born and raised in Brooklyn. We'll get to that. And I was just like, I have to have you on the podcast. And you were 100% down. So that's that's my intro for you. I loved you. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was epic. It was crazy. I mean, I think I was still at the tail end of celebrating my birthday, which is in February. At that point, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should go home soon. I think I had like two <laughs> espresso martinis. I don't even know. But it was awesome. And like, I had this crazy guy next to me who kept talking to me I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? And then you guys were looking at me and I'm like, I'm like, what the, f I'm like, am I in the fucking twilight zone? Um, but it was great. The bartender was my good friend, Adam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's super dope. But overall, like super epic. I'm happy I met you because I'm like, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm always down for anything. So you let me know what's up and I got you. 100%. That's exactly how it came off. And that's right. I forgot the bartender was your friend and he was lovely. There was always a New York City story and tale, uh, an odd man at the bar who was kind of like, what was he doing? Mansplaining to us talking about football. It was so, and that's really, if we think about it, where all of us connected, because we were like, we got to get this guy out of here. But thankfully he left. We all befriended each other. We had a great time. And now we are very lucky to have you. I'm so happy that you agreed to do it because it, it really was, I must say, like just meeting you, I was like, this this is the person I need. So let's just go, now that we know how we met and how incredible you are, let's get into our first round of questions because I think we're going to have a lot of info here and a lot of great stuff that's going to explain why you are so wonderful as a person. So the first question is always, when did you move to New York? So I'm actually one of the last, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Hell yes. Yeah, so, and I have it tattooed on the inside of my lip. A lot of people don't know that, but now they will. <laughs> I got that tattoo when I was 17 years old because I'm like, how can I hide a tattoo from my mother? Yes. I'm like, who the hell is going to check the inside of my lip? But little did I forget that my dentist is a family friend. And one day he's cleaning my teeth and he's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, huh? What now? I'm like, listen, <laughs> shut your ass up and don't say anything. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm like, please. <laughs> Uh, but born and raised in Brooklyn, my grandmother came here um, from Ecuador. Uh, she was super poor, left her three kids behind because she wanted to build a better life for, for them. She came here. She was working in a factory. I think it was six years later, saved enough money, brought them all over here. And it was crazy for them. I think she left my mom when she was three years old. So none of them knew the language. It was so difficult for them. They, yeah. they barely had food when they were in Ecuador. Like it, it was a crazy, crazy story. So it's funny. My, I was chatting with my mom about this podcast and I'm like, Mala, give me some fucking feedback. Like I, I want to learn more. So she's like, Chastity, when we first got to the house, 
we saw the fridge was full of food. We thought it was Thanksgiving. We, we thought it was a celebration. We thought it was a party. And she said that my grandmother had gone to work and then the kids were still at the house. They ate the entire fridge. My grandmother came back and she's like, um, you know, I don't make that much money, right? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> she brought my, my, my uh, uncles and then my mom here. And then it kind of started from there. And it's, it's super, super crazy because the life that we have now is just, it's because of her. And it's funny because the house I live in is the house that she bought out the landlord for. So the room that I'm in right now is my old bedroom from when I was a kid. But now I own the apartment. Oh my God. So many things. But like, <laughs> she sounds like a bad ass. Oh, yeah. Also, so many thoughts. But just to be able to bring your entire family to the States in less than six years, does that not sound like she just worked her fucking ass off? Dude insane she didn't even she couldn't afford shoelaces so she would tie fabric on her shoes she wouldn't spend a dime on herself um she was living on somebody's couch for a little bit mm -hmm. they would like feed her and stuff and she would just like clean the house so she would be cleaning the house when she got off of work and then she would be working all day long at the factory until she can save enough money but she when i say she's an og not that she's cold but she really had a goal in mind and nothing would ever get in front of that so she's enlisted that, instilled that, sorry, in all of us. So all the females in the family are like, we're very, very, we're not hard asses. Okay, maybe a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a hard ass. And it's a great thing to instill in anyone, let alone young women who are in one of the hardest cities in the world. She sounds absolutely phenomenal. And she, I don't know. It's like, it's the immigrant experience of New York city. It's all of that. It's coming here. It's making a better life for your family, for your children. And it's also just innately that New Yorker thing of like, I'm going to make this work and there is no other way. And I'm sure for every one of those, there's 10 that's in, or who knows, but there's something about the people who come here, who make it here, yeah. whose families stay here that are strong and hard-assed and fucking <laughs> awesome. And that's great. I'm floored by her and that this has stuck out for your family like this for so long. Yeah, she's she's like that. And my mother is the same way. And, and naturally I came out that way. And as I'm getting older, I'm like, all right, let me tone it down a little bit because because like, <laughs> that's like are you okay I'm like yes I want it this way and shut the fuck up and make sure it gets done like that is me all tied up in a nice little bow with the curly hair <laughs> I love it I love it it's perfect okay so we have a little bit of when did you move to New York we know the answer is you were born here we know why your family came but the second question is always why did you move to New York and I think most interesting that I would like to hear from you is why did you decide to stay? You know, like you could have moved away, gone to college somewhere. You could have decided, oh, forget this place. I don't care. Why did you decide to stay in New York City? So I get that question asked a lot. And it's interesting because I've had moments where I'm like, I want to move somewhere. I want to do this. Or I want to do that. But there's something being born and raised on the same block my entire life. I live in East New York. And when you say East New York to people who are moving into the city or whatever, like, oh my God, East New York. And I'm like, yes, bitch, it's scary. Um, <laughs> with the exception of my block, I will say that like, I feel like outside of my block, like that block over there, that block over there, you're like, don't go there. But being here since I was a kid, you have so much family here. The guy at the tire shop, I go there, I'm like, yo, papi, fix my car. He's like, yeah, don't worry, I got you. It's on the house. The corner store, I have a tab with him. He's known me since I was a baby. Like everybody, all the houses with the exception of like one, I've known them since I was a kid. 
So having that sense of security and home, like wholeness to it, it's hard to leave. Yeah. And like, I'll give you a story real quick. Every time in the summer, this is when I wasn't working remote. I would get off the A train, start walking towards my block. Everybody's on the block, drinking Heineken, smoking hookah, smoking their weed, whatever makes them happy. Then across the street, you have the barbershop. They're freaking roasting a pig outside. <laughs> They're blasting, you know, Spanish music. I mean, like, you can't recreate that. Like, there are certain areas that just don't even have it anymore. So then I would come down the block. I see my my buddies who they're Guyanese and I call them my brothers. And they'd be like, yo, 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 Heineken, what's up? So I'm coming from in my corporate attire. You know, I have to, like, transition from, like, work chastity to Brooklyn chastity. And now I'm just drinking beers and, like, my boots and my dress. And I'm like, yeah, guys, what's up? And we're just talking shit all night long. It's having that, that's, it's scary not to have that. And to think like, if I were to move anywhere to a different city, it's like, you're starting over. It's a bit cold. I'm sure you make friends, but there's nothing like, there was a point where, you know, I wanted to move to London when I was in college, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. But to leave my apartment, I don't know. I feel like glued to it on a Friday night. We're opening all our doors. We're cooking for each other. We're drinking Heineken's. Like, it's just kind of a beautiful circle. I mean, how can you leave that? First of all, it's always community. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand outside of New York. You know, they think we're terrible. They think we're rude. They think we're in a rush. True, true, true. But the community of the people, yeah, the community of the people around you who support you through and through just like that. And you telling that story, I'm like, I just want it to be summer. I want to do that walk. I want to be out on the stoops with everybody, having a beer and just talking. It's one of the best things about this city. And it just sounds so fun. And I completely 1000% understand why you would never want to leave. And I cannot wait to come to your block with you and party and have some Heineken's and hang out with everyone. Listen, I've had friends come and just hang out on the block, like friends who are not even from New York. They're like, listen, listen, when I'm in town, we're doing that. I'm like, yeah, come through. Everybody's family when you come to this block, no matter what. I love it. It's beautiful. Okay. Considering the very extreme rich history of your family in this city that you love it here so much that you have chosen to stay all of these great things and that you are a born and raised New Yorker through and through. I have to ask you the most important question of the show, and that is chastity. What is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? So I started running with a colleague back in the day and I was like, you know, okay, let's try it. You know, I'm trying to get fit, whatever. And I started loving it. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. So I saw that he was doing a Brooklyn half marathon and I'm like, okay, that's pretty major. My mom was a bodybuilder. I'm trying to kind of like, you know, walk in her footsteps. Wow. Yeah. Bodybuilder. She's also insane. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, let me do something not crazy, but something challenging, something that that's a reputable thing. Yeah. So I signed up for the Brooklyn half marathon and I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I think at the time I was vaping a lot. And, um, I literally, (laughs) I started running like on the treadmill, like maybe like for 10 minutes. And I'm like, um, no, my lungs were literally like, bitch, what are you doing? (laughs) So finally I'm like, okay, I'll quit smoking. I I gained some friends and started running with them and that kind of helped me. But I realized like, I'm so fucking slow and I'm also short. So my legs are not really going to go that far. (laughs) So Whatever. I started training. I was doing it with friends and it was awesome. What does the training look like? Is that like outside? Is that, I guess you're going for runs outside or something like that and building up to the eventual length. But it depends. So like when it's it's cold in New York, 
I'm not running outside. I get cold very easily. I'm I'm too little for that. So I would run on the treadmill. I followed this crazy schedule. So like every week you're kind of moving up to reach at least 13 miles. So I was kind of doing that. If I miss something one day, let's say, I don't know, I went out with colleagues, I drank too much. I'm like, there's no way I'm running at all. But one time I actually did run drunk on the treadmill. (laughs) And I'm sure I like reeked of tequila. And I just made sure I was furthest away from everybody. I'm like, nobody look at me. I'm like, I have a goal and I have to get it done. But I was tipsy on the treadmill and I ran so fast. But then I felt it the next day. I'm like, bitch, why are you running like nine minute miles? And it's because of the tequila. So that helps. So I mean, I can't believe I did that, but I was so motivated to like get there, but I fucking did it. It was crazy. So a month or no, I think it was a month or two months before my marathon, I twist my ankle on a night out with friends. No. Yes. Literally, I was just walking. And then the pavement was uneven. And like my ankle just like really like twisted and I couldn't walk. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this is not happening to me right now. All that work. (laughs) I know. So I'm like, no. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to run. So I did PT. I iced it. I wore, I did whatever you could think of. So I had no sneakers. I had a fucked up ankle. And I'm like, it's the week before. And it's like, okay, do I do it or do I not? Also, on top of that, I think this is this was in May. It was 93 degrees for that day. What? Yeah. 93? 93. Oh my God. So I'm seeing that and I'm like, okay, are all odds against me? Is this really happening? Yes. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I just kind of like, I did a light jog two days before just to feel it out. And I'm like, okay, it hurts. So, but I wrapped it up and it wasn't so bad. The day of, I'm like, listen, it's now or never, baby. I'm from Brooklyn. We got to get this done. <laughs> so I go, it's 7 a.m. It's nice and warm out. I'm like, I don't know if this is safe, but I'm doing it. So I had my new shoes on. I wrapped my ankle a little bit. Finally, we're going, the horn goes off, it's like, and then like, everybody's kind of going. And the first mile, I was like, there's no way, <laughs> literally no way. <laughs> first of all, I had shin splints because I hadn't ran in a while. My ankle was like, what are you doing, girl? I no. like crazy. I'm like, oh my God. And my friends are tracking me. So my first mile took like, I don't know, like 19 minutes, which is oh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Wow. After that, I'm like, okay, let me just take a deep breath. Calm down. It's like, we got this. Just start walking, then start jogging. Finally, I started running. My pace went to 14, 13, 12. Was consistently at 12 for the entire marathon. Now, when you're doing the Brooklyn Half Marathon, you're crossing, I think, um, uh, Prospect Park. You're in there for five miles, and then you finally go out, and you're on the highway. You're running. It's 93 degrees, okay? This is not normal and not not okay. So you have the sun beaming. At this point, you have a runner's high, and if you stop, you're fucked. So I didn't use the bathroom. I had my little energy gummy thingies and I just kept going kept going kept going and I was like if I have to piss on myself I will (laughs) so finally I'm in Coney Island wait you're back down and oh you go you go down through the park and then make your wow oh 13.1 miles so literally I'm finally in Coney Island and it's funny because as you're running people are running where the shade is because of how hot it was and there were people actually passing out as you're running because they were running in the sun wow so running finally Coney Island I see the finish line. I'm like, oh, 
my fucking God, I did it. And mind you, while you're running, your body, you don't feel anything. Your body's just like, okay, we're doing, it's like you're dancing all night till like 5 a.m. And then when you stop, you're like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> so finally there, and I'm like, oh my God, I did it. And I'm like, holy shit. But then the pain comes in. And then you're like, oh, hi, body. There you are. And then so there's stairs when you're walking down to like get fruits, get snacks, kind of hydrate your body. I saw people kind of walking backwards. And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I started walking down forward. I was like, oh, no. I nearly fell because my legs are like a baby cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, A baby yeah. giraffe. I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. So finally, I see my family. We're talking where my dad is there. My mom is there. All my Aww. friends. Like, so many people supporting me. It was just so beautiful. It felt great. Then the, after they're like, hey, do you want to turn up? I said, uh, fuck yeah. Give me all the fucking things <laughs> you have. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, I'll do anything right now. So we go to the beach. A friend of mine comes out of nowhere. He comes ass speaker, bottles of tequila, beers, and we're just jamming out in Coney Island. So I didn't have sunscreen or whatever. So I had like this vicious tan line. That happened. And then I'm like, oh man. So I'm like tipsy. I'm having a great time. My body hurts. And I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. Then I get to my block, the infamous block. Yes, perfect. <laughs> and everybody's outside. And then I have my metal. I'm here. Oh. I can barely walk. I get there. Heineken's. What's up? More parties. <laughs> having a good time. And it just... It all tied in together, like doing one of the things that was on my bucket list and just being greeted by like so much love, my block, people just congratulating me, being so proud of me. Oh, oh it just reminds me of why I love being here and why I love my block and the people who are just around me and who have been around me my whole life. It, that was the funnest and just most incredible thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really beautiful. I'm crying. <laughs> I know people listen to the show are like, this bitch always cries. But you know why? Because you, like we talked about, the community is so important to you. And that's why you stayed. And a lot of people would be like, ew, East New York, I need that. Mm -hmm. Just so many things. You accomplished that. That's incredible. You had a goal that you stuck with it. Such a fucking New Yorker. But to all of it, having fun on the beach, but to wind up there back on your block to the people in your life that matter the most yeah. to you. Here's little Miss Chastity <laughs> with, her, with her medal and everyone just like cheering you on. It's time to party. You did yeah. it. And all of these things that stood in your way that could have stopped you. Yes. And you kept going. I'm such a baby. I want to quit. <laughs> like my ankle hurts. It's incredible. I mean, it's fun. I mean, we know you party. I got to say, this is like our first marathon, half marathon. The marathon is so such like an exciting event in New York City oh, where everyone's out, the energy on the street, everyone's just so supporting everyone. So I know that feeling of you doing that yes. and then being out and partying ever with everyone. Anyways, it's our first marathon. I think it's so fun. I think it's so moving. I think it's inspirational. And at the end of the day, you get to party afterwards. And that's really what it's about. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because it, I really was, I feel like it's almost like life. Everything can be against you, but it's all about your outlook and perspective. And I feel like not only with my family, but, you know, with friends and, and myself or people on the block, like it's easy to get stuck with what's around you. You know, it's up to you to take that perspective and, and twist it, do, you know, decorate it, do something different. Like I am born and raised Brooklyn, New Yorker, and I, I'm in the corporate industry now, but it was hard to kind of blend the two together because Brooklyn holds and I'm Hispanic. I live, I live it and breathe it. So to combine the two, it really creates like a beautiful, unique human being. And there was a point in my life where I 
kind of was ashamed by it in the corporate industry because they're like, oh, this, she's Hispanic. Oh, she has curly hair or this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I embrace it. Like, I'm fucking unique. I'm incredible. I work my ass off. I am a very loving and caring person. doesn't matter where you are. You could be a CEO or a janitor. Honey, I'm going to give you the same love and respect that I give anybody. That's that's just me through and throughout. And that's how my grandmother and my family, they raised us. You got to keep pushing. The fact that we wake up every day is a beautiful thing. We take that for granted. I don't know how I got here in regards to this conversation, but <laughs> I feel like I have to say it. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I think I think the perfect thing is you're a badass. That's what it is. (laughs) And you, I love hearing you say all of these positive things about yourself because I think so frequently we are saying negative things about ourselves and stopping ourselves. And you had a broken ankle and it was hot as hell and all of these things. And you still ran the damn half marathon and partied (laughs) with everybody. It should be motivational to people. You should be proud. It's such a great New York accomplishment and such a fun story. And I love it so much. So thank you for sharing it. And now I have to ask you the last and final question of the show. And that is, let's see, what is your favorite thing about New York? The number one thing for me is hanging out with my family. They're all here. We cook for each other. We love each other. We're here no matter what. If something goes bad, babe, I got your back. What's up? What do you need? I don't care what it is. We're going to figure it out together. Just that simple thing, because I'm so grateful that I can wake up every day and like knock on the door and let's say I'm I'm having a tough day at work or I don't know, I'm going through something. I can knock on the door and my cousins and my family will just give me a hug. Everything is going to be okay. I love you. Or knock on my neighbor's door. She'd be like, mommy, here's food. She's Guyanese and she'll make me all these type of curries. And I'll just sit there and, and talk to her. And it sounds so simple, but if you're one day, I'm going to bring you to my block and you're going to literally see what I'm talking about because it's fun. Please, <laughs> please. I will very much love to come. I will accept that invite. And it's not simple. It's, I mean, whatever, maybe it sounds simple, but it's a great answer and it's your family. And why would it not be? They've been there for you from the beginning. Your grandmother's a badass who like made it possible for you to be here, yeah. you know, and it's, it is your family that makes this place special to you. We've never had that answer. I think it's a wonderful answer. And you can tell through everything you've said, the sincerity in the stories, the feelings, all of it, that of course it's your family. It's a perfect answer. And thank God that they're in New York City and they brought you here because now we all get to experience all of your joy. I love it so much. Thank you to your family. (laughs) Thank you to you for being on. I loved hearing your story. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful for the day that I met you at the bar while I was pretty tipsy. What a blessing. (laughs) So sweet. So sweet. Most importantly, thanks, New York. They had fun. 